Welcome to the KC Kingdom Podcast with your hosts, Cole Berry and Brett Strauss, bringing you all the news and notes around Kansas City sports. Oh, Barry here. We got a good show for you guys today. Everyone in Chiefs Kingdom is just exuberant after New England took a big loss to Miami. We're going to dissect the Chiefs game and what we saw from that. Talk a little Juan Thornhill and how he's going to be replaced. But for the last time this year, let's go ahead and take a look around the West. News and notes from around the West. Yeah! Alright, so we can take one last look around the West, and let's go ahead and start off with the Oakland Raiders. Oh, poor Raiders. They came in with a little bit of hope this week. Uh, and it, at the beginning of the, the day in the late afternoon games, everyone that the Raiders need to win was winning Like at the end of the first quarter. Except the Raiders. Except for the Raiders. <laughs> Except for the Raiders. And then the Titans ended up holding holding their score steady. They beat the Texans, who were without Deshaun Watson. And, you know, that was kind of squashed immediately, but... Hey, well, like, the Raiders didn't even win. That was yeah. a, that was a big problem because that was the first and foremost. Thing. And they had like the most to play for too. You know, I mean, the Texans they were locked in. I mean, I guess the Titans had the most to play for, but they yeah. were playing a Deshaun Watson less Texans. Yep. So the it was just, you know, there was a like I said a little bit of hope, but the bigger thing is here is that the Raiders were, were playing meaningful football in December. So that is something that you know shouldn't quite be overlooked it's it's actually a big deal well it was weird because after we beat them i just felt like that was it we kind of talked about that last week a little bit like i didn't even realize they were still in contention yeah but i guess i like didn't ever get that like instagram photo that was like the raiders have been eliminated from the playoffs exactly and uh it's it's funny i mean they're moving to las vegas there's a lot of hope around the the program right now so we'll see how they can use this offseason they got still got an extra pick for the bears uh, from the Cleo Mack trade. We'll see if they can keep building this thing. Uh, a funny little stat I saw, it was uh, Derek Carr was the fastest quarterback. to. It was either 50 or 55 losses 55. since David Carr, his brother, did it. So, you know, keep it in the family. All they need to do is give Darren a, a football franchise and let him see if he can beat that record. That's, he probably could. That's something he could probably beat the two brothers at. Yeah. One of the only things. <laughs> the Broncos, though, have their quarterback. In the form of the Jeezy loving Drew Locke. That clip circulated. Dude, I love him I so much. I love him much. too. And it's like, it's so tough for me to like, I want to root for him so bad. And we know him. Like, I, I like would see him around Columbia when he was here. So like, I have this like little bond with him, yeah, you know, yeah. in my mind, me and Drew, you know, I've coached him up a little bit. <laughs> in 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 certain social Situation. situations, yeah, he's yeah. gotten a little coaching tips from me. You Do you know? think he ever remembered you telling him look off the safeties in a game? Uh, and he's just like, you know what? Well, the, that one guy in the bathroom seven times told me to look off. I this think safety. his play really shows that it so. took off after you gave him that little I coach. Mean, him up. I'm not gonna say it was my fault or my success. You know, I, you know? I took him under my wing, <laughs> put him in my tutelage. But you the, know, and I made him the quarterback he is today. I'm not going to say I didn't. The, the thing about Drew right now is that, man, he's he's so he's fun to watch. He's just got that lively arm. He's very uh, energetic, like, on and off the field. The Broncos don't really pose a threat at the moment, so you can still kind of root for Drew. It's going to be way harder to root for him if they start, you know, being really competitive against us. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what happens when they're beating the Chiefs and then I'm like, 
I like Drew, but I just can't. And Drew just like uncorks like a, a touchdown, deep bomb, perfect placement, you know. And then we're down ten to the Broncos. We're gonna be liking Drew a little less. So for now, I think we should we should celebrate it a little bit. But until until that comes, we can we can still like the guy. He's Mizzou yeah. Oh yeah, so cool. So cool. Just he's got it. He, he does. just got it. And everyone's tweeting about it too. Frank Clark and Tyron Matthew got in on the action. Uh, Tyron's like, I knew I liked this guy. And with Frank Clark, I think he's like said on God or something. Like they were both tweeting about that clip of him. Uh, he wasn't even lip singing Jeezy. The, the song wasn't playing. So he was just singing that or rapping that verse because he because he wanted to. Nice, you know. So, uh, Lefko was tweeting about it. Uh, it. That that clip got hundreds of thousand views or more. It was just it was a cool little moment for the rookie. Yeah, and John Elway said today that he's our guy. Kind of in a weird John Elway. In a weird way. John Elway, he he said. I can't remember the exact wording. It was like, I'm not going to say he's not our guy, but... It would be weird to not have yeah, him be our guy. Yeah. It was, I was like, so all Cam, right, John. So Cam Newton to Denver's basically confirmed is all I heard in that. I mean, you can show support for a rookie who played well by saying, yeah... Like, he's our guy. Like when Chip Kelly said Nick Foles is our quarterback for the next thousand years. That was a little overboard, but you can say something like that to you know really make the rookie feel good. It's kind of like Adam Gase today was asked about if he wanted Le'Veon Bell on the roster next year, and he was just that like, was the weirdest answer ever. Go ask our GM on Monday, or go ask the the personnel coordinator. Yeah, or whatever. I don't want that question. And then Le'Veon like tweeted back. Oh yeah, with the Michael Scott. Yeah, game. and then there was a, even Bruce Arians has been hitting Jameis. Hard in his coaches are weird with what they say about their quarterbacks. They asked Bruce Arians, like, do you think you can win with another quarterback? And he said, point blank, if I can win with this one, I can win with yeah, another I one. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so, man, there's just it's it's fun when coaches give that you know honesty sometimes. But uh, the only other person in, in the West team rather to talk about is, is the Chargers, and we can go deep into that because we just played them. And what a game. We thought it was going to be a weird game going in. We didn't know exactly how it was going to shake out because the last week of the season, you always see a lot of trick plays. Some motivation is lost for some guys. Other guys play really hard trying to get incentives. It's always weird. Yeah. This felt just like a normal, fun game to watch, though. It did. Like, we talked a lot last week about how it might be weird. And it just wasn't it was weird, just a, really. It was just a game. It started kind of weird, though. That eight-minute drive we had where we were running the option, we looked so discombobulated. It, it started off kind of wild. Yeah, it was so funny. Like, my mom came in, like, it was like halfway through the quarter, and she's like, we're like, well, we're playing all right. She's like, well, why haven't we scored yet? And like, I don't really know. <laughs> we, we've had the ball. Oh, we, We're just kind of moving it down at like a snail's pace, but we're still going. And then that should just be a reminder, though is that our offense can just bam, bam, and we're in it. So it was like a deep shot to McColl, deep deep shot to DeMarcus, bam, just like that. We can put points on the board. So Yeah. Well, and until that, I was like, why are we not pushing the ball down? The, like, are we not getting the looks? You know, what was going on? Because it was very strange. It really was. And honestly, we said that it wasn't really that weird, but it kind of was weird. Well, we were running the option play. And then – We ran the option play like three or four times. In the first like, drive, what, yeah. What are we doing? And then the the Chargers actually moved the ball very well against us that first drive, and then I mean, we were up ten to seven, and then they they took the lead briefly at the opening kick. It was right after Mahomes threw that interception in the second half, and then we had a long uh, kick return, and that kind of set us right. I think that kick return it uh, it really sparked us a little bit. Well, that that was kind of at a point of the game where I'm like, 
if we don't get a if we don't come back and score here, which our offense wasn't really humming, it's like this could be this Bad. could this could yeah this could tilt the wrong way right now. Yeah, it was fourteen to ten, and then McColl takes that that ball, and I'd like to give my a little shout out to little D train. He had a beautiful block. Beautiful block. Just, Him and Pringle oh, leading they, the way. Oh, like freight trains and out in front. the sausage had an awesome block. Oh, he did too. And then McColl showed the speed there. Yeah. And uh, he hit he, that hole. 104 yards, just fast. The jet took off. Uh, fun fact, with that touchdown, McColl Hardman has now scored more touchdowns in a Chiefs uniform than Sammy Watkins. Weird side of the day. but it, It's a weird – I got a couple weird stats coming up later. We got the Derek Carwin out of the way already, but there's some more uh, – uh, when we talk about, you know, the, the Patriots upset, I'll pull some out. But, man, and so that kick return kind of sparked us. And then after that, it looked like, I don't want to say we woke up, but things just started clicking. We played with a little more energy, I think. Yeah, well, uh, that was the weird part of the. It was like, it was one of those games where it, it looked like a Week 17 game Yeah, that we didn't need to win. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, hold on, guys. Like, and we, got, we got to win this game. There's a big reason we had yeah, to win that game. Yeah, we got to win this game. And it, and they were like, oh, it, it seemed like, like you said, all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, and then we have to win this game. And then I da- forgot. Damian, that play was Ooh. just beautiful. Ooh. That one had a little bit of luck involved. He looked like he was down, you know. It reminded and, me of that Kareem Hunt against the Bengals last year. Yes. Where it was just like everyone just thought the play was dead and he just comes out. And just bursts and just, through. Yeah. And then Dame showed the speed on that play. And that's why he is so important to this offense. It, from a pure just straight line speed standpoint when you have that many fast guys on the field he can do stuff like this and this is the not the first time we've seen him take a touchdown long he had that long what 91 yard run earlier in the year yeah in the preseason he had that like 80 yard catch and run so he's got that ability yet again Tyreek steals his highlight for the second straight time (laughs) I love how Damian was like hey don't ever do that to me again and then the next time Tyreek gets a chance, he immediately. And what's just funny does it. about that highlight when you're watching it, you're like, "Oh, Tyreek's nowhere to be seen." And then, like out of the top of the screen, he just comes flying in. <laughs> it was. It's. He it's, is stupid fast. He's stupid. Like when he got up, his miles per hour on Next Gen stats, he tied for the fastest run of the year, just catching up to Damian Williams. When when a guy breaks three tackles and takes. A, a ball 84 yards and the only thing people are talking about is the guy catching him that's when you know that special speed yeah I mean yeah Damian played great Damian. and it was like it's kind of like a callback to last year when it kind of the same thing Damian comes in in relief of Kareem you know and he's trying to find some footing and he starts to have some good games yes. late and we kind of carry that into the playoffs which is nice so yeah we'll see I think he's it's time to start talking about him. I think he's good at football. You know, a lot of people. Yeah, I think, think he's good at football. A lot of people too. think that it's just his situation, which obviously helps. But a couple where he just runs really hard and he's really fast. Well, I think his situation right now is not even that great because we don't run the ball. That's just really? not what yeah, we real. do. That's not what we like to do. And yet, like he had twelve carries. Mm-hmm. That's hardly any. I mean, Henry just had like what thirty. Thirty-two. Yeah, that's. I mean, they wanted to run the ball. We never want to run the ball. And he got 124 yards, something that right? like that. And the thing about him is, is that in just the running game in general, we don't need the Derrick Henry 32 yard, uh, or not 32, 32 carry game. What we need is to, when we run the ball, do it effectively. We yeah. need to be able to. Well, and we kind of saw it on that first drive, third and two. We can convert that. Yes, you know, it's like 
And if we take it to third down every time, which that first drive, for whatever reason, it was third down, and then we'd convert somehow, whether it was a penalty, which was weird. Or we were getting offsides and yeah. hands to the faces and, and weird, stuff, like weird stuff. But we were converting, you know, and, and for whatever reason, this Chiefs team can actually convert like third and 20s just effortlessly. <laughs> effortlessly. But, you know, like it – I mean, our third down percentage has been great this year because – it's like third and two, you know, we can do that. We have so many plays. Yeah. And it just helps if we can run the ball. It really does. And, like, we don't need a baseline. Like, the goal isn't to get 100 yards rushing. The goal is for our rushing attempts to go for first downs and to be able to do it when we need to do it. And that's where you find your balance. Balance isn't, you know, 30 rush attempts, 30 pass attempts. That's, I mean, by the definition of balance it is. But a true balanced team can just – do what the defense is giving them. Because if the defense commits to 100% taking away the pass, you have to be able to run the ball yeah. on those small balls. Well, and our offense revolves around the play action. And we play action on every play. Yes. I mean, obviously, obvious run or obvious pass plays, Mahomes still does the little kind of, I'm going to hand it to the halfback. Like, I'm, I was never going to hand it to the halfback, but I just kind of did it, just a little motion. And that's just credit to Andy Reid, though, because – even if we're not going to run it, they have to respect it if we yeah. can do it. And it. It freezes those linebackers for just that millisecond. And that's all Patrick needs to just find yeah. some space. So it's – I like the way – But if they know we're not going to run it and they know we can't run it, yeah. then they don't respect that play action, which is how our offense moves. Yes. Uh, and if we're getting six, seven yards a run, next thing you know, the offense, you know, that's, when, that's, that's when we can really move the ball. Well, the, yeah, and then it's just yesterday Patrick didn't – he looked, like, eye test-wise, he didn't look bad. He only had 175 yards, but it was because one of our possessions ended with a long touchdown on the kickoff and then a long touchdown run, and, and then it, it was just – it wasn't conducive to a big number game. I thought he still made some very big boy throws. Like, yeah, it, it was weird how – I mean, it was like the five minutes left in the fourth, and he was one for four for five yards and a pick. And our time of possession was like four minutes. Half. It was like four yeah. minutes. And it was just because of the, f- but of the it, quick scores. At that point, then it was like keep away. So we weren't really passing the ball again, you yeah. know. And so, it, yeah, it wasn't a, like you said, it wasn't a numbers conducive game. Defensively, though, we got a couple more numbers on Phillip with the interceptions. Matthew yeah. collected rent again. He does. I was waiting for it. We were all waiting all for waiting it. All waiting for it. The landlord back at it again. Rent's due on Sundays, and he collects. And man, he's a—he's uh, he's, been just balling out and just swagger and just confidence. And he exudes I heard somebody it. say one of the, you know, like we always talk about. We watch all the videos, all the, and someone was like, he might be that team's MVP. And I was like, no. And I was like, well, well, yeah, it was. It's like I mean, eh, well, yeah, and, it's like that meme, yeah. And then, but. Deep, diving deeper into that, you want to just give it to Mahomes, which obviously he's our best player. Patrick Mahomes is our best player. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if – okay, I don't want to say Matthew means more to the team than Mahomes because obviously if, if one were to like leave in free agency, he'd say we'd all pick Tyron Matthew no matter how much we love him. It's you know Patrick Mahomes is just special. But from where this team was and where the defense was and for Matthew to play like this and turn around this fast – MVP of the team is not out of the question. I really don't think Patrick would mind him getting it either because he's just been that important to, to taking this team to the next level. Yeah, that, I mean, what's the difference from this year to last year? You know, we have a much better defense. Yes. Matthew is 
I I mean, I attribute that to him. And obviously it's a lot of guys. But, it is a lot of guys. But he's but, probably the most important of the yeah, guys. Yeah. So and it was it's he's been playing so well that he's got odds makers putting him in like I think fifth at defensive player of the year now. Because it's been such a dominant stretch for the, the yeah. back half of the season. It's insane. Yeah. Uh it's awesome. It's awesome to watch our defense still like play pretty well. One thing that um we actually talked about a little bit yesterday, but we'll talk about again. Um the we we couldn't really defend Eckler out of the backfield. Oh, and I don't goodness. know why. It was like we were playing we're up by twenty, you know, in the fourth quarter. We just don't want you but there was a point where they were still running that play when we were up by three or up by seven. You know what it, it was like, was we were up ten, and I haven't got to dive. I didn't get to dive into the film or anything, but it it looked like we were playing very off zone, and then the the underneath was just open all day for the you know check down to the running back, check down to the running back, and I don't know if it was by design or if they just couldn't figure it out, which I find hard to believe because. It was it just, just so kept, repetitive. I mean, there was a drive, that drive. Yeah, and they were only they just, up by 10, and then they scored, and then it's a three-point game. Yeah. So we were playing prevent a little too early, I think. Yeah, it was like that one drive. I mean, they must have done it five times in a row. Like, there was a point where I'm just yelling at the TV, like, it's going to Eckler. It's going to Eckler. And then it, it just swings it out to Eckler. 14 yards. Next play, I'm like, it is going to Eckler. Like, what do you guys not understand about this? Another eleven yards, and it's just wide open. Yeah, and it's 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 insane. And a lot of I saw on Twitter, like a lot of people were like, "This defense is soft," you know, yeah, like like we can't be giving up those kind of plays. And one thing I'll point to is that that's the difference between last year's defense and this year's defense. Because after that drive, you didn't see that anymore. There was another play that was giving the Chiefs fits, and it was that quick, the little quick pitch they were doing. The stretch, yeah. They were doing a, they were it was just a quick that. pitch, kind of, and it, they blocked it like a stretch, and they just hit a hole and went. And then in the third and fourth quarter, specifically the fourth quarter, they tried to run that play three or four more times, and it just yeah, got blown up. I saw up. that. So it was because like Gordon almost scored on the one where yes. we had him just bottled up, but you have to stay patient because. It's set up so him to cut back yes. and then go right up, well, which he was doing effortlessly. Well, he almost scored on that one, and then Eckler had like a 40-yard run on another. I don't think it was quite 40, but it was a long run on one. And so the, this, the defense this year under Spags, they are making that adjustment, and after that, that play got shut down. They, yeah. they, they did pick up a first down on it on the fourth and one. It was very close to being stopped. It was yeah. like they, oh, got, yeah. they got just one. And then after that, it was just stuffed and stuffed and stuffed. Yeah. And so, so those defensive adjustments and being able to take that away, like last year in the AFC Championship game, that middle pass to Edelman that Tony Romo was calling out every other play, Yeah, we couldn't oh, yeah. figure that out. No. And, and I think under Spags – And that was – in the most important time, yes. you know. So so that that's a nice little adjustment to see from the defense. Well, and I think another thing, you know, our tackling wasn't great. It wasn't. The eye test, anyway. You know, yeah. we never know really the numbers. But um, we got to, like, remember, Eckler and Gordon might be the best tandem, you know. I think and, they and, are probably the best tandem. I like, mean, yeah. we forget about Gordon because he sat out. You know, he wanted the big money. There's a reason he wanted the big money is because he thinks – he, you know, he, and we know he's not that guy, but he's definitely like tier two. Yes, um, a running back position for yeah. sure. And so, you know, I, you're quick to like, ah, I can't believe we can't stop these guys. Like, well, Eckler was the number one running back, you know, as in the far league as, for a while. Yeah, and 
fantasy wise, I think he might have finished. Well, I guess he, it was McCaffrey. He finished close. Eckler finished close enough there. He had a lot of. He was a very good receiving back. Yeah, and they would play Eckler and Gordon on the field a lot together. They're very good players. They're, they're good players. They're really yeah. good players. So stopping them isn't just as easy as doing it. You know, I mean, yeah, they can make some people miss. They can break some tackles. Uh, the I I test we were talking about tackling didn't look well. The pass rush though. Our three boys got us, got him one. Clark, Jones, and Suggs all got him a sack yesterday, so that was nice to see. Yeah, which we were getting good pressure. We just weren't getting home yeah. in the first half, and I, you know it's and that's frustrating because Philip, you know, veteran guys. If you're not getting home, they're gonna. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like Philip's a fierce competitor. Yes, we all know that. We know We've that. watched it for years. If you're not getting home, he's gonna get you. And so you know, it was like Frank Clark had a couple jumps that I was like, ooh. Oh, he's there. How, how he's does there. he get off that ball so fast? But Philip just gets it out. You're like, ah, you know, there's 11 yards to Eckler. You know, it's like if he could have just got home, and then all of a sudden he started getting home. And that's the thing about pass rushing is early in the game, quarterbacks are willing to get that ball out quick. You know, it's just because it's the right the right read, and they they just do it. The later in the the game gets. The more you're down, you know, when you're down 10, you want to hold on that extra second to see if that deep ball opens up or you don't want to take the four yard out right there. You want, you got a crossing pattern you really think might open. And so that just extra little yeah. half pad of the ball is the difference in Which pass there rush. Was, like I said with Frank Clark, I mean, he was like half a second. Yeah. And even there was one ball that he kind of got, but it was still thrown in the dirt. I thought for a second it was a fumble, Me like too. one of those fumbles that the quarterback like follows through and punches. I've seen that before, yeah. but it just, it just came out of his hand yeah. just enough. Uh, a fun, uh, got another little fun fact. It said we're going to have a few today. The Kansas City Chiefs are number one in the league on third down sacks. So I, yeah, I heard. So that's a good stat to have on third down. We're getting that. off the field, and well, that, that's and big. It's Spags. I mean, he's just dialing up blitzes, which. I mean, like we we it was frustrating last year when we're so bad, but we're just sitting back and like you're gonna have to try to beat us, which we know you will. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, to his credit, you know, if if you don't think you have a good defense, just blitz. And it, turns out we actually have a good defense, and we're still blitzing and do it creatively. Yeah. And that's what Spags does. He gives a lot of different. I mean, on the looks. on the Suggs sack that little stunt they did little with stunt. Clark. yeah nice little stunt it was nice and simple but it was just you know it, was, it worked and it, it, it just the flow of the game Spax has it down uh there's defense isn't all good news though uh everyone knows by now we did lose Juan Thornhill and that that's rough because he was playing very well and the safety group was one of the reasons why this defense went from like terrible to, to actually good is because our safeties were playing just way better football than our safeties last year and I just it just you know that sucks when a guy's playing that well as a rookie and, and to lose him in the last week. Yeah, it does. I mean, we can't really say much about it because it just sucks. He's going to come back. I mean, he's a he's a tough guy. He's, you know, he's a competitor. He's already tweeting about it. He knows that he's going to put the work in to get back. But in the meantime, we're going to have to hold down the fort. As far as injuries go, though, this team is actually pretty well off compared to other teams in the league. Like, I know you don't ever want to lose anyone, especially Week 17, but – comparatively we're pretty healthy it's it's well we're we're pretty i mean like very healthy, very healthy really. and so losing thornhill sucks but kendall fuller has actually been playing a lot of safety lately and he was mentioned by andy reed as and him and armani armani watts as the two guys that are really probably going to take on that role which obviously it's not ideal but last year when we were playing the patriots we had eric murray and josh shaw 
So Tyron Matthew and Kendall Fuller back there, you feel a little better about it. Yeah. Um, or Daniel Sorensen and Kendall Fuller with Tyron in the slot. You feel a little better about the secondary, even though we lost a guy who was playing really well. Yeah. Uh, another guy to highlight, man, I don't feel like he gets enough respect as Daniel Sorensen. Yeah. He is so solid. Like, he's not spectacular. Once again, he picks off Phillip Rivers in the game, though. I Yeah, this one was, was awesome. A, this one's a little more gimme. The last one was really good, yeah. you know, but this one was just fourth and 20. He kind of just abused his power there. But, man, Sorensen has been playing solid. He, you know who he reminds me of? Of Ron Parker back in the day. Yeah. Ron Parker for like six, seven seasons, and he was never Eric Berry. He was never yeah. a star on the defense. He'd get a pick every once in a while. But he's very solid. He is a He's an NFL caliber safety. Yeah. And so we were missing. tackling sometimes is frustrating. It is. For whatever reason. And sometimes it's good. Yeah. And sometimes it's it's just that's the kind of player he is. He's not a superstar. But we we didn't have him for a lot last year. Yeah. I would have gladly taken Dan Sorensen over Josh Shaw against New England. Yeah, he came back late and he really contributed. He had that pick in the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we should write him off as a guy yeah. who, who can contribute in Thornhill's place. The linebackers played really well yesterday too. They have been playing fired up. Yeah, they are scary mean. Like Ragland, Hitchens, and Damian Wilson. Those guys are mad. Yeah. They are very mad right now. For whatever reason, they are playing downhill, fast, hard. Well, you can just tell watching them. You know, they they hit somebody and they're getting up and they're celebrating. You know, every play. It's every like. play, and that's something we we didn't see a lot of that from them last year. And I, it's good well, to see they were not playing very well last year. <laughs> well, it, that and like sometimes when the defense is playing well as a whole, guys just they they reach their potential because yeah. Hitchens. And Flashes played very well last year. And Flashes. He had a ton of tackles. He just played very tentative, very soft. He wasn't hitting his reads right. wasn't taking on blockers. We were used to DJ, and we weren't getting that. And then this year, though, just with the tenacity, they're not thinking a lot, it looks like. They're just reacting and playing. Yeah. And it's really shown. Yeah. Um, one last thing, I think, in this game, unless you have anything else. Well, we're going to go whatever you got, and then we'll kind of transition to the end of this game. Okay. Um, Kevin Harlan. That's what I okay, never mind. We're, we're on the Okay, same we'll, we'll just we'll just transition we'll just right it. into it. Because that Kevin Harlan was awesome. the GOAT, the best to ever do it. And I even like I guess he does radio now. I didn't even realize there was a transition between T V and radio. Yeah. He's like been doing radio, but it's week seventeen, so everybody's playing, so there was like all hands on deck kind of yeah. situation. So we got some Kevin Harlan action, which is like so awesome. awesome. It's awesome. It's so awesome. Like when you hear that I even said to my brother, I was like Kevin Harlan time. Let's go. You know, it's like when you hear his voice, it's a like classic Chiefs. It's like, exactly. You don't want to get Dan Fouts and Iron Eagle for the last Chiefs game. Which I like Dan Fouts and Iron Eagle. I, I like Iron Eagle. Dan Fouts is, uh, he's, man, he's sometimes well, tough. Yeah. He's, he's booger-ish sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Not as bad as booger, but he gets, he, he says, like, holy mackerel. Like Dan, yeah. Dan Fouts is a little goofy. But like you said, Kevin Harlan's voice is just awesome. iconic. And then... Right there at the end, we'll just go ahead and transition right into oh. it. I guess, should we do a little, I, I guess if you don't know, which you should know by now if you're a Chiefs fan, we could, we got the, we got the two we seed. We got the two seed, baby. We got the two seed. We got the, we got the bye. We needed one of the biggest upsets in the last 30 years to happen. A 17 point underdog went into New England and won outright. That doesn't happen. I mean, there's like a litany of the Patriots when leading in the fourth were 
64 and 0 at and, home against the AFC yeah, against in the December East. Yeah. against Miami. Uh, yeah. Shattered, 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 yeah. shattered. And we got to listen to it live. So I was uh, I'll set the scene from what's happening to me. I was uh, watching the game with a couple Patriots fans. Uh, my my roommate Dylan and my friend August, they're Patriot fans and they usually don't get the Patriots game because you were living in, you know, Missouri. They come over, they watch football with us every week. And so we're watching and then Kevin Harlan starts talking about the Dolphins and how close they're getting. And so Dylan finally gets his phone. He gets the game up on a stream on his phone. And so he's holding the phone up. We're watching the game. And then we get Kevin Harlan calling the game. So Dylan turns his sound off and we get a play-by-play by Kevin Harlan. It was a really cool scene to, it was awesome. to go through. And then they, I mean, it was they like, it. they did it. They freaking did it. I, that's what I said. I said they freaking did it. And well, I didn't say freaking. But <laughs> I was running around my house, man. I was screaming like a madman. The Patriots fans were not happy. They, they, well, they were, shouldn't be. They just <laughs> squandered a bye. It's the first time they haven't had a bye since 2009. Yeah, and like I told them, Dylan was pretty upset, but I said, listen, you got six rings. You can, you can play wild card weekend once. Like, relax. You can, you can give one to us. You can give one to us. But it, never in my wildest dreams I think that was going to happen. I really, you know, we talked about it yesterday off air. We're like... When the Miami Dolphins went up 10 nothing, we were s- like silently optimistic. We're like, maybe, maybe they can do it. But yeah, we didn't want to say, it, say out it out loud. loud. It's no, like a no-hitter. You don't, don't want to talk loud. about it. So what you do say out loud is, ah, you know, that'll go away. Ah, they'll come back. And the Patriots tied it up 10-10. to We're like, oh, here it comes. Yep. And then they take a lead in the fourth. We're like, well, it was close. You know, we almost did it. And then on the bottom, you see the little ticker of the field. Yeah, you see the little arrow. What, what yard line they're just on? Just moving across. 20. They were at the 30. They get to the 50. Devontae Parker with a 30-yard catch. All of a sudden, second and goal from the five. You're like, what is going on? I'm like, I'm just, uh-oh. I'm just waiting for Ryan Fitzpatrick interception, right? Yeah. Fitz magic, though, baby. He delivers with a beautiful strike to Mike G. And that was just – that's just – The a, crowd at Arrowhead oh goes nuts. And the crowd at Gillette went silent. Foxborough, you could hear a pin drop in that stadium. They were as loud as you can get, and then the touchdown happens, it was just like someone turned the volume knob down. It was insane. But, uh, like you said, you could hear the crowd at Airhead start getting pumped up, and then they kind of cut to Andy Reid in the sideline, and Andy's trying not to smile, and the players are looking around like, what just happened? Like, And then you see when you see live them finding out yeah. that New England is down, and then Harlan is just on the, on the mic going, uh, I'm calling both games. I'm breaking every just- FCC record or rule in the book. And then – the CEO of the FCC is actually a Chiefs fan. He tweeted out last night, I just want to go ahead and say uh, I give blanket amnesty to Kevin Harlan for any and all comments he made closing that game last night. So it was just it was a really cool, surreal moment. It was awesome. It was awesome. I mean, I, I, my voice is a little scratchy today because I was yelling. Oh, I was too. Oh, man. It was, and the, there's so much buzz. You can't stop talking about it. No. And the energy around this team is just, it picked up immediately. Well, it was like, I mean, we're not numbers guys. I'm not a numbers guy. I'm kind of a numbers guy. You're, You're a numbers I'm guy. A numbers I'm not guy. a numbers guy. Eighty percent of teams go to the Super Bowl are one or two seats. Yes, eighty percent. And so you were talking to me about it. You said, "Man, I know this team is magical, but it's going to be really hard with that it's three seed." It's just seat. so much harder. It's so much harder. Three games is so much harder than two games, and that sounds ridiculous to say, but this is the NFL. Yeah, and this is the playoffs, and we're Chiefs fans. We've seen some heartbreak. <laughs> yeah, and it's three. It's not only three games. It's Game and then road game, road game. Yeah. Now we get a home game, guaranteed. Just one of our two games is going to be at home. So now, at most, to get to the Super Bowl, we got to win one road game. If the Ravens somehow lose, 
Which, I mean, I say somehow. It's the playoffs. The one seed's not just guaranteed. Yeah. If they lose and we win, the AFC Championship game's back at Arrowhead, baby. That's all that needs to happen. But before we get in too deep into seeding and stuff, I, I want to pay a little homage to our, our friends down in Miami this week. For years, a dark, evil quarterback ruled the NFL. He who must not be named struck fear into the hearts of teens for years. No one dared challenge his evil rule. Until one day, the Chosen One emerged. Armed with a full beard, a rocket arm, and a Harvard degree, the Chosen One stormed into Foxborough to topple the evil regime of Lord Brady. Watch the tale unfold in Ryan Fitzmagic and the quarterback who lived. Starring Mike Gusecki as Ron Weasley, Brian Flores as Elvis Dumbledore, and Julian Edelman as Draco Malfoy. My father will hear about this. And Chris Jones as Rubius Hagrid. You're a quarterback, Ryan. Thank you, Miami. The Patriots weren't ready. See you in February. All right, so there's a couple scenarios that can go down in the playoffs. Obviously, it all depends on who wins on Wild Card Weekend. But there's only one scenario. Well, there's a scenario we only are going to play the Patriots or the Titans. So, Brett, which one would you rather see? Well, we've had some shaky pasts with both. For whatever reason, the Titans are in that conversation of shaky pasts, which is weird because the Titans really have not been – a perennial powerhouse like the <laughs> to New say England the Patriots least, have. but for whatever reason we cannot beat the Patriots, and I don't, or we can't beat the Titans, and I, I don't know. And it's been weird losses. I mean, we go back to the dreaded playoff game against Mariota, where he, you know, the quarter, the well, the forward progress game. The forward, that's how everyone the forward progress it. game, and the quarterback catches his own pass. Catches his own pass. I mean, uh, go back farther than that, the Ryan suck up revenge game. Where it, when it was really cold. To kick a game-winning field yep. goal, he misses, but Andy Reid called timeout, yep. gets another shot at it. Yep, and I don't remember if there were playoff implications for that game I mean, for we, us. There were. We've always been competitive, so I guess there's always been playoff implications. But regardless, yeah. it's just a weird loss. Another loss. And then even this year, I mean, it was like we talked – obviously everyone remembers that it was like 99 ways we could have won that game and somehow we lost we lost Mahomes threw for 450 and looked amazing and we lost and there was a fumble scoop and score the last little drive that they just shredded us down the field after the defense had played a pretty good game Derrick Henry went wild on us and Derrick Henry's been going wild on a a lot of teams yeah and Ryan Tannehill is playing surprisingly good football it's like a curse being lifted getting out of an Adam Gase system. I guess so. Because Ryan Tannehill, look at him tearing the league up. Kenyon Drake supplanted Derek, or not Derek, David Johnson in Arizona when he was traded there. Devontae Parker just made Stephon Gilmore look bad. Like, that was Stephon Gilmore's worst game as a, as a pro. He's never allowed that many catches and yards on someone. So if you get out of an Adam Gase system, you're going to look good, apparently. Yeah. And Tannehill's well. part of that, that cast right now. Yeah, I, I, they're playing really good football. I don't think anyone wants to play them. I I don't know if they make it out of New England, though. It just feels like, I mean, we want to ride off the Patriots. We want to ride off the Patriots more than, I mean, especially me, when I said the Patriots are going to go 9-7 this year, which, you know, they would have played some harder competition, yeah, uh, yeah. that, that could have happened. But 
I mean, no one wants to ride off the Patriots more than Chiefs fans, but this just feels like a game that they're just going to, like, last year, Chargers going into New England. Was that last year? Yeah, was that two years? it was last year, and, and it was their 12-4 and four year. Everyone was kind of saying, oh, the Chargers kind of match up well with New England. They can they can do some things to maybe make this a game, and they just got embarrassed with that New England running yeah, game. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, it was one of those games, like, Chargers could win this game. And then they just didn't at yeah, all. At all. So and so it there's like a fifty fifty chance, it seems like, that the Titans either kinda play this competitive and maybe even win, or the Patriots just do what the Patriots have done for the past million years and just win. Here's the thing. Outright. In in football there's stories and we've talked about it, and we need the story of the Chiefs beating the Patriots. We just need it. As football fans, I need it. I need the Rocky Apollo Creed showdown where he gets beat the first time around and then the next time around he's triumphant. And and we always joke like when a cool moment happens, like, well, that'll be on the Super Bowl tape. Yep. You know, I need the Super Bowl tape to open up with the AFC Championship game loss and then full circle with a win against the Patriots at Arrowhead. Yeah. I want it and I need it. So I really hope the Patriots not only take care of business, but I hope they do it in a way that gets New England fans' hopes way up. Hope they win 42-14. to 14. You know what? I'm talking a little smack this week. I'm calling my shot. I want New England to roll the Tennessee Titans, and then I want to be the team that buries them. New England is in the coffin. Oh, yeah. They're, they're in the coffin. They just need to be lowered into the hole with the do- dirt thrown on, and I want to do it. I want to be the shovel guy. I want to be able to talk so much smack because you can't right now. New no. England is untouchable. There's yeah. six rings. Even if we beat them, they're untouchable. I mean, if you if – you, Take a bird's eye view of New England. You know, they've not beat good teams. Their offense is terrible. Their defense was their strength against bad teams, has not been near what it was. They were getting punt blocks and everything else. I mean, like, if you were didn't know the NFL, if you had just started watching the NFL, you know, this year, you'd be like, New England's not a very good team. But in our minds, you know, every all the people, ESPN, Fox, you know, all of them were like, well, I wouldn't count out the New England Patriots because we all know, and we all know that. Every year someone counts them out, and every year someone looks dumb. This It's got to happen eventually. And it if has it, to happen eventually. It, it has to. It's just the way the world works. And if it's going to happen, it's going to be this year. The New, New England Patriots are the three seed. Yeah. They're the three seed. I know. First time in ten they're, years. They're not, a, they're not a great team, you know. They're they're a three seed. I would say they're not a good team. Yeah, well, they're good. You can't win twelve games uh, and not be at least good. I, you're good because in the in the NFL, you know, are they better than the Titans objectively? I don't. I don't know. But are the Titans a good team? I think the Titans are a good team. So if you can't decide who's better and you think the Titans are good, you think New England's at least kind of good. They're well coached. Yeah, they're you're right. You're they're right. well coached. Let's put it that they're way. They're well coached. Yeah, that's that, all they have. That's right what now. it boils down to. Like they're never going to get blown out because they're well coached. Yeah. So they're not going to ever be bad. They're not going to be Bengals bad. But they're not. I think what you're saying is they're not. They're not New England right now. They're the ghost of New England. Everyone yeah. is scared yeah. of the name, yep. but the, what's actually on the field is just a three it's like seed. The, yeah, the mob boss has died, but and his son took over, and yeah. his son doesn't have the teeth that his daddy did. No. You know, so. but he's got the name. The, yeah, he's got the patriot name, but he doesn't have the the oomph behind it. Yeah. So I, I agree with you there. I do think that man. It's just I want to see it happen. Yeah, it would be awesome. I mean, it'd be stuff of. You know, it'd be very cinematic. Cinematic and just 
you know, NFL moments. Be a great way to start the Super Bowl tape. A great, and then if there's it, a lot of. I mean, we've talked all year, like you just said. There are so many things we could start the Super Bowl tape it's with because this has been a year. It's an inside joke with us. Like me and Brett's perfect Super Bowl tape right now is start at the AFC Championship game loss last year. Cut to like a newsreel of D Ford, Eric Berry, Justin Houston leaving, oh, yeah. and then Frank Clark and Tyron Matthew coming in, and then cut to Mahomes with his knee sideways, and then oh, six yeah. and four, and then everyone telling us we're bad, and then just like a montage of the six wins, and then like a flashback to last year's game, open in New England, big win, going and beating Lamar in, in Baltimore. That's the that's the tape. Oh yeah, that's the tape. I could see it. I can, as clear as day. I can close my eyes and I can almost taste it. I want it so bad. I can see bad. it. My mind's eyes just loving it right now. Uh, what are the chances right now you think that Baltimore loses, though? Because they're going to be playing, what, the Titans, uh, the Bills, or the Texans, or their three possible opponents, I believe. Yeah. Um. I, uh, not the Texans. Well, yeah, no, yeah. It'll be yeah, the Texans. Yeah. If the Texans win this weekend and New England wins, it'll be Texans, mm-hmm. Texans, Baltimore. Um, so if you look back at those games, Baltimore gave the Ravens a really good game. It was like 24 to 17. The Texans game, Baltimore gave the Ravens. Sorry. Uh, the bills gave the Ravens Buffalo. I was like, I don't know if you're talking about the Texans. No, 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 the Texans then, uh, the Buffalo bills gave the Ravens a very tight, close game. The Texans didn't. That game was terrible, which was weird because I thought they would give them a decent game. I did too. And then. And then you got the Titans. The Titans are basically what Baltimore is with just a less dynamic quarterback. I mean, Tannehill's playing, like, throwing the ball across the yard. But Lamar's got that superstar effect. But they run the ball well. They're well-coached with Vrabel. They're tough up front. They got a a big defense, like a a crushing defense almost. Mm -hmm. It's old-school throwback kind of. So those are the three teams Baltimore might see. And I, as weird as it may sound, I think the Texans are the least equipped to beat them. Yeah. In an upset, in an upset way, unless Deshaun goes off, which can happen. I yeah. mean, we've seen national championship Deshaun, big moment Deshaun can do yeah. some special things. Oh, yeah. So, so it's it's not out of the question for them to lose. Yeah, i I want to see I want to see the Titans really go. I mean, I think as far as heat, the heat check, I think the Titans can. Maybe so you want a run. you want a six seed in the in the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs? You want the Titans to knock off New England? And then knock off Baltimore, dude. That'd be awesome. That'd be best case for us. Yeah, you know, I mean, that, well, that, then we can have our little revenge against the Titans. There's so Kinda many put that to to bed. There's so many teams in this playoff field we could have quote unquote revenge for. New England's the biggest one because they beat us last year. Yeah, and then there's the Titans because all the wonky losses. The Texans beat us this year, and so the only one really that we don't really have any beef quote unquote with is the Bills. But then you even got the Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes dynamic. So there's a lot of interesting storylines yeah. in this. I think playoffs. realistically, I think New England takes care of the Titans. I think I think the Bills beat the Texans because I don't trust the Texans. And there's I don't old- like the Texans. I don't think the Texans. They always get blown out in the playoffs for whatever reason. Bill O'Brien's one and three in the playoffs, and the Terrible. only quarterback he beat was Connor Cook, I believe, with the Raiders. Terrible. Yeah. Um, I think the Bills. They got something. Josh Allen's not great, but he's pretty good, and their defense is good. And, and there's always an upset every year. The playoff is never chalk. It's never just the high seed wins. Mm-hmm. And if I agree with you, if I had to pick uh, a lower seed to win, it would be the Bills because the Bills are the Bills were really close to beating New England and taking the NFC's title. Like I mean, it was close. Yeah. They about had a home game. I so. think the Bills go to Baltimore. Then Give I think a- they I think they lose a close one. Okay. Yeah. So. Y- 
let's just go ahead and get our predictions out of the way. Yep. I, so far, I agree with everything you said. I think New England beats the Titans. I think Buffalo beats the Texans. So then it sets up Baltimore, Buffalo, Buffalo. us, New England. Yep. And so you're picking the Bills to win or to lose. Bills to lose, yeah. I think it's going to be one two seed. I'll, I'll agree with that. Okay, so let's one two seed. It's going to be chalk. A li- well, I guess it's not already chalk because Buffalo beats. Yeah, it's going to be Texas. chalk in the end. Yeah. You know? and, and so we go to Baltimore. Obviously, this is all hypothetical. We'll dive deeper into it when these situations start happening, but we're just going to get our base playoff predictions down. Yep. Who do you have winning that game? We're Chiefs homers, so we got to pick. We have to pick the Chiefs. You have to pick the Chiefs, but. It's going to be tough. If any team, I mean, there isn't a team in the league I don't think that anyone is more afraid of than the Ravens. Yes. 11 straight wins, or now, is it 12 now? It's a bunch. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot. Double digits. Yes. The Chiefs are second for wins consecutively with six, but. The Ravens are almost twice that. Um, I, I mean, Lamar has been electric, MVP. What's interesting is is that we've beaten the Ravens twice with Lamar quarterback. The first time is kind of like a eh because he had just freshly taken over a couple weeks ago. He wasn't what he is today, and the team itself wasn't. At gave this us level. a good run, and he did give us a great. He gave the Chiefs all they could handle in Arrowhead, and then this year. We kind of did see them at top form. They didn't have Marcus Peters or Jimmy Smith yet, but we also didn't have Tyreek Hill, and we were battling our own injuries at the time. But we saw them close to peak form, and and they we it was another good game. We were ahead for a lot. I and they we owned back. that game though. I mean, until the third quarter, uh, if if they didn't have those two weird wonky plays, Hail Mary types, yeah, we would have the score would have been much different. Yeah, so it's I there's precedent there for picking the Chiefs, and another thing I'll say is like. This Baltimore team feels a lot like this Chiefs team last year who was electric, who was setting the world on fire. They were poised to go in, you know, to the playoffs and beat a New England and get to the Super Bowl. Last year was supposed to be the crowning moment. They had the MVP quarterback. So Baltimore kind of mirrors us in that way. Yep. Their defense is a little better than ours was. Oh, yeah. But our, our, I'd argue our offense last year was better. It, oh, it was. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, you, Recency bias aside, it was better. Yep. This is the best. Another fun fact, I told you I'd have a bunch of you for you today. The Chiefs, in a two-year stretch, have scored the most points in NFL history over two seasons. Wow. So, I saw, electric oh, offense. I saw a stat the other day, and I'm going to mess it up because I only saw, like, I'm, I'm, like, trying to remember it. But it was, like, Andy Reid and his tenure has scored more points over, I can't remember what it was, but before Andy Reid, oh, we scored more points this year than we did in, like, two years two combined. Two years combined, yeah. I saw the same under, stat, yeah. yeah. What, however that worked, but it was like, We're scoring thank a lot you, of points. Andy Reid. Yes, sir. We're scoring points. So again, I remember those dark days. Oh, my goodness. They were tough. It's hard to scrub from your memory. It really is. But right now, we have the Chiefs in the Super Bowl in the AFC. Let's r- real quick go through and just – we won't pick game by game in the NFC, but I want to – I am curious who you think your, your two teams in the NFC are going to be or your NFC contender in the Super Bowl. I like the Saints. I love the Saints right now. I, hate, I think they're playing better than anybody right now. I hate agreeing with you just all the way through on our podcast. Yeah. Well. But it just feels like Chiefs Saints. It really yeah. does feel like that right now. It should have been the Super Bowl matchup last year. A lot of people are like, oh, the Saints got screwed. And then the Chiefs yep. had the terrible, like, rough in the passer yep, call. Yep, and then yep. the, the Edelman catch that w- really wasn't a catch. Or the Hogan. Yep. I think it was Hogan. So it just feels like I that think, needs to happen. I think the Vikings scrubs Seattle. Fake 
I don't think they're fake. They're kind of banged up right now. No Chris Carson, Quandre Diggs, Davion Clyde. They don't have any running backs, really. Yeah, so they've been kind of. But they've been just losing games. Yeah. Like Seattle, a powerhouse Seattle team should not lose. San Francisco's not experienced. And I don't know if I trust Jimmy G. I still don't know if I trust. Like, he went toe-to-toe with Drew Brees. I got to give him that. But who are you taking in round two? Yeah. You going to take Jimmy G again? I think for me, it's the Saints, it's the Packers. I know the Packers. I don't trust the Packers I, I don't trust either. them either, but. They almost lost to Detroit here's the with th- David Blau. Yeah, well, here's the thing, though. In the playoffs. I know. If Aaron yeah, Rodgers. I know, I know, if he I just know. That's the thing. Captures though. it. That's what the Packers have. They have Aaron Rodgers. It's kind of like when Joe Flacco went nuts in the playoffs. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers could, if he goes off for two or three games, they're going to be one of the most unbeatable teams because he has played well. He hasn't been Aaron Rodgers though. If he, because it in, in in the NFL happens all the time. People capture form. Magical runs happen. Yeah. Well, if that's Eli. yeah, How does Eli exactly have two touch or two, two Super, Bowls. Super Bowls. If that sparks, I do trust the Packers more. But for me, it's the Saints, the Packers, and then. I mean, who else? We already went for the Niners. We don't quite trust the Seahawks. We don't trust the Vikings. I don't trust the Vikings. The Eagles all. are so banged up. Oh, the Eagles are not going to make it. So it's and sure. the NFC is tough. It's a it's a bloodbath. There's a lot of of high win teams there. So we'll see. I uh, we both have the Saints coming out. Obviously, we're going to predict a Chiefs win. We're not going to dive into that because we don't know what's going to happen yet. This is just our base predictions for, for how the playoffs are going to work. But uh, before we wrap this thing up, i got a, another couple interesting stats for you. Go for it. Uh, New England and, and Miami-based. Um, first one is New England and Miami. Since November 1st, Miami has more wins I, had, I saw that in the too. NFL. That's since awesome. November 1st, the Miami Dolphins won more games than the New England Patriots, which is crazy because the Patriots are known for turning it on at the end of the year, Yeah, which should be another sign to you that they're not the same team they used to be because New England used to start slow. People were burying them early in the season, and then they exploded at the end of the yeah. year. It was the opposite this year. Yep. Another stat is Ryan Fitzpatrick is now the oldest player in NFL history to lead his team in rushing yards. And he didn't even get to 300. It's because the Dolphins traded away Kenyon Drake, and then their other running backs have been Patrick Laird, Kalen Balaj, and uh, Mark Walton, who's now off the team because of uh, legal issues. Mm-hmm. So Ryan Fitzpatrick gets the rushing crown for Miami this year at less than 300 rushing yards. What a yards. stud. What a, what a guy. Man, last week on the pod, we, all, we said it just takes one Fitzmagic run. It just takes one magical little game that he can produce. And you know what? He freaking did it. I can't believe it. 17-point underdogs. I might get a jersey. I legit might get a jersey. Uh, last thing, I'll, we'll, we'll end with this real quick. If you feel like it, there's a petition going around right now to have Ryan Fitzpatrick bang the drum uh, at the divisional game. It's over 10,000 signatures right now, I believe. So wow. keep 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 sharing that. Also, keep liking that. donate to his charity. Yes. there's a, he, he has a concussion charity that he donates to. and then His number is 14. So they're like yes. saying fourteen dollars. Donate fourteen dollars to to his charity. That would be a great show of of faith, and you know we love him. Give him a little appreciation. So, uh, I think that's all we got for you this week. Next week we'll go more. Uh, I'd say traditional format. We'd have a preview for you. We won't have a game to talk about, but we'll just talk about what happened in the AFC playoff picture, who our opponents are going to be going forward, like how that shook out. And uh, you can find us on Spreaker, Apple, uh, Google, anywhere you find your podcast. And thank you all for listening. And I hope we're we're talking to you happily next week.